0: coming up next on the kingdom voice God wants you with power can I get somebody to say power see the kingdom manifest in power what you need today is not another prayer what you need today is some power
1: The following broadcast by The Kingdom Voice, Dr. Dana Carson, is made possible through DCKM Partners. Dr. Carson teaches the power of the kingdom in its original Jewish context that will revolutionize and transform your life through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Check out our website, DrDanaCarson.org, where you can hear much more from The Kingdom Voice. DCKM, Dana Carson, Kingdom
0: Ministry. Understand the real significance of God as King, because as King, He is the sovereign, omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent ruler of all created things. So God doesn't have to get permission from anyone, and God doesn't have to fight anyone because God is not some power. He's all power. And and God doesn't doesn't have to entertain uh, our excuses and listen to our arguments and pleadings because there is nothing that you're going to say that God does not already know. Because he's omniscient. And you can't... Ask God, did you see what they did or were you there when I did it? You can't ask God that because God is every place at the same time. He's omnipresent. Now, these are the divine attributes of a king. He's immutable, which means he does not change. Well, why doesn't he change? He doesn't change because he's omniscient. When you're all-knowing, theres it makes no sense to change. Change suggests something happened that you didn't know about, and so you now have to amend what you decreed. He didn't know what was going to happen, but then after it happened, Uh, he changed his mind but God knows everything before it happens now isn't that great that we serve a king who's omniscient which means God chose to choose you and I and he knew everything you and I had ever done and everything you and I are doing and everything you and I will do and then God chose to love us anyhow. God loves you and there's some stuff that you don't even know you are gonna do. And God has already walked through it before you walk through it. God knows what you and I are going to do before we do it. And the Bible says this about it, that the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. Which means God says, I will never change my mind about you even if you change your mind about me there is nothing that you're going to ever do that's gonna surprise me they would only surprise you so God says but whatever it is that you do that you ought not do please get over it because I already have now These are the acts of a king, a ruler, a sovereign. He doesn't owe any explanation to anyone. He's God all by himself. Thus, the Bible teaches us, the Bible teaches us that he is king. In the Psalms, it says... Who is the king of glory? The Psalter asks the question, who is the king of glory? Kavod, he's a weighty God. He's very weighty. Who is the king of glory? The, long, what, the Lord what? Strong and mighty and mighty in battles. He's strong and mighty, which means it speaks of his authority. And he's mighty in battle, which speaks of his reigning. He actually utilizes his authority in battle. Now, so when we look at God, God is king. And when we get to this text, this is a very, very powerful text. Because Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. The basilea to theu, basilea, the royal reign or the royal rule of God, it's what we call in Greek a genitive. So the kingdom is the possession of God, it's God's kingdom. So it is his rule, his authority, his reign, his activating, exercising of power. In the ram of those who submit themselves to his rule. Now Jesus is talking and teaching about the kingdom of God in the now. Israel has been longing and awaiting for the kingdom. They have been oppressed. They have been in exile. They've been in bondage and they had a prophetic hope that one day a Messiah would come and release them from their oppressors and restore them back to their glory days of David. And so, the prophetic word of Isaiah taught them to expect the coming of the Messiah. Well, this text suggests now That the people were living existentially in the manifestation of the kingdom. Now today, we use the word kingdom very trendy. It's just another sophisticated way of saying church. A lot of people think the kingdom of God is heaven. They think it's simply a place, it's simply a geography. But the kingdom of God is the royal rule of God in the hearts of his subjects, who give over to his royal decrees. And it is important that we understand, God has not called us to the church, God has called us to the kingdom, and then he added us to the church. Thus in the teachings of Jesus, he teaches us, seek, Matthew 6 and 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The kingdom of God, basilea tuthiu, the royal rule and reign of God, zeteo, seek it, go after it, hunt, let it be a priority of your life, no matter what it takes, go after the kingdom. What is he saying? Go after the royal rule of God. Let God run your life. Let God rule your life. He's a good ruler. Listen, I'm telling you, he's a good ruler. God knows his plans towards you. His plans are to bless your life, not to curse your life. The Bible says that the thief comes to steal, kill, kill. And destroy but it says that I've come that you may have life and that more abundantly Jesus said I've come that you may have abundant life now the kingdom is everything Jesus entertains a conversation with the Pharisee Nicodemus Nicodemus pays him homage he says we know you are a teacher who comes from God for no man can do the works that you do except God be with him he says to him Nicodemus except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of God Nicodemus except a man be born again he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He knew that, that Nicodemus' uh, desire was to be a part of the kingdom of God. The rule and the reign of God, and Jesus said, "You can't come into the kingdom until you are born again, born from above, until you are regenerated, until you are born again, because it is a spiritual connection." Jesus tells the disciples in Matthew eighteen and three. He says, "Unless you are." become like little children and are converted or changed you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of heaven is a place it's a rule it's a reign in a relationship between you and God where God says let me run your life now whether you know it or not, the reason you call on God so much and you're hurting so much and there's so much pain in your life is because you're running your life. And God says, listen, let me run it and things will work out better for you. Your marriage is falling apart because you're running it. Your children are going crazy because you run it you're not having the success that you want in your financial life because you are running it God said let me run your life I am a ruler I am a king I am not simply a counselor I'm not simply a confidant I'm not simply a fixer God says I am the king now Jesus comes preaching and teaching the kingdom of God, after he's tried in the wilderness by the devil. Luke says in Luke 4 and 14, he comes out in the power of the Spirit. And Luke 4 and 18 says he recognizes that the Spirit of the Lord is upon him, for he has anointed Me to preach the gospel to the poor, to set the captive free, etc., etc., to proclaim jubilee. This is the day of liberation, kingdom liberation. God says, when you let me rule your life, I will liberate you. I will set you free. I'll break your addictions. I'll break your dirty habits. I'll help you with the things that you said you don't want to do anymore. He says, I will help you. In the kingdom. Now, watch this. <clears throat> so the Bible says, Matthew 4 and 23, that Jesus begins preaching and teaching the kingdom of God and healing all manner of sicknesses. So the ministry motto of Jesus, his kingdom ministry is proclamation explanation and demonstration and so Jesus proclaims the kingdom then he explains the kingdom and then he demonstrates the kingdom Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12 verse 28 29 he says if I cast out Satan with the finger of God, then the kingdom has come upon you. Now, I want you to know that the kingdom is not a philosophy. It is the power of God at work, overturning the works of Satan in our lives. Hence, Jesus comes proclaiming the kingdom. Thus in our text, Very, very powerful text. Translations, some translations haven't done it much justice. They, the King James, New King James, translates it as the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence take it by force which seems as though God's kingdom is under siege. So the kingdom of God, they interpret it, suffers violence. And the violence are taking it by force. Just think about that. You mean to tell me folk or spirits... Or angelic beings have been running God's kingdom and they're doing so by force, and God is omnipotent. And you mean to tell me his kingdom has been overtaken by force? Do you mean to tell me God is inside of his kingdom saying, where, listen, where are the battalions? Where, uh, where are the other angels? Somebody stop They're coming over the walls. Somebody watch the walls. They're coming under the gates. Somebody. You mean to tell me that's what God's kingdom is looking like? However, The Hebrew Heritage Bible does a very wonderful translation, remembering the King James, New King James. King James is a translation of a translation from Greek, Hebrew, some Aramaic to uh, Latin. And the King James version is a translation out of Latin, not Greek and Hebrew. Latin. And so it's a It's okay you know, it it gets the job done, but there are some places that makes interpretation a little funny.
1: The Kingdom Theological Seminary is the only seminary of its kind. We provide biblical education with an emphasis on the kingdom of God. This school will assist ministry leaders as well as the average person get an affordable and quality education that they can actually use. And you'll get the tools you need to thrive and impact lives now and for generations to come. Start your kingdom journey today at ktseminary.com. That's ktseminary.com.
0: So the Hebrew Heritage Bible translates it like this. From the days of Yohanan, the Immerser, until now. The kingdom of heaven is powerfully breaking its way forward. Now, it's saying, now that Jesus is here... That the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, they're synonymous in nomenclature. The only reason sometimes you see kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God is because of cultural preference. So what do you mean by that? The Jewish people were very strict about the name of God. They did not like to use the name of God. And so they took... The Ten Commandments, where it says, Thou shalt not uh, use the Lord thy God name in vain. So they didn't like to say the name of God. In fact, we have in scholarship, it's called the Tetragrammaton, where they take all the vowel markers out to make it impossible to say the name Yahweh. You would have to say because there are no vowel markers, because they didn't want to use the name of God in vain. In fact, when the copyists, the scribes would would copy the scrolls and when they would get down to the name of God they would drop their utensil and then they would just get on their knees and they would worship and they would say Hashim in Hebrew which means the name they wouldn't say the name they would just say Hashim so your Jewish writers which Matthew is a primary primarily a Jewish writer he says kingdom of heaven even though a couple of times he'll use kingdom of God but he tries to stay away from that then your other synoptic writers they are not as Jewish in their writing and so they use the word kingdom of God so there is no differentiation at all between kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven so when he says that The kingdom of heaven is powerfully breaking its way forward. It says, and then the people are breaking out with this power, seizing hold of the kingdom. This is one of the problems of the church. The church is impotent. It has no power. I'm going to say it again. The church is impotent. It has no power. We have no power to heal. We have no power to deliver. And we now don't even have power to get folks saved. No power. When the kingdom manifests, it manifests in power. God never ever intended for you and I to represent him with no power believer is not just supposed to remember a bible verse you're supposed to have some power you ain't got to bring every demon to me cast them out yourself you ain't got to bring every sick person to me lay hands on them yourself but the problem is is that the church has become a sociological phenomenon that has absolutely no power and is predicated upon uh, racism sexism classism denominationalism egotism and the church is impotent god wants you with power can i get somebody to say power See, the kingdom manifests in power. What you need today is not another prayer. What you need today is some power. Oh, when God's people rise up with power, the devil will then act right. But until you exercise power, the enemy is going to run everything concerning you. Hence, the text says that... The kingdom of God, since Jesus has come, is forcefully advancing. It's forcefully advancing. And people are breaking out with this power, seizing hold of the kingdom. See, church people have a song, but kingdom people have power. I'm going to say it again church people have a song but kingdom people have power see listen people keep misunderstanding the ministry of Jesus we say that all of the power that he exudes in this ministry healing the sick raising the dead casting out devils it was because He was God in the flesh. But the Bible teaches us. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. But then the Word became flesh. Genomai became. It became something that it was not. But the Word became flesh and tabernacled among us. But Paul writes to the church at Philippians, it's called the kenosis, where Christ emptied himself of his divinity or he veiled himself of his divinity the miracles of Jesus was not because he was the son of God the miracles of Jesus was because he had the holy spirit and I wonder if there is anybody in this place today that got an active holy ghost in your life Jesus did not do miracles simply because he was the son of God Dr. Carson, what are you saying? I'm saying to you, the kingdom did not manifest in power and authority until Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost. We know that he was virgin born, which means then he was not impacted by original sin. He wasn't like you and I. He was like the first Adam before he fell. He was virtuous, but he also had free will. He didn't. He did not come as a program robot that could not choose to disobey God. He had the Spirit of God, just like Adam had it in the garden. The Bible says, "God breathed down his nostrils."
2: What an awesome, wonderful message by Apostle Dr. Dana Carson. I know that you were blessed and that you were transformed by that powerful word. If during the course of that message, you heard the Holy Spirit speaking to you and you want to make a decision today to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I invite you to do that right now. It will be one of the best decisions you've ever made in your life. Pray with me. Dear Jesus, I come to you right now acknowledging that I'm a sinner in need of grace. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ was the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Dear Jesus, come into my life. All that I am, all that I'm not, all that I have, I give to you. Now, Lord Jesus, be my king, be my Lord. Fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. I thank you, dear Jesus, that I am born again. Amen. Congratulations. You have made the best decision in your life, guaranteed. We want to connect with you. If you said that sinner's prayer, let us know. Connect with us at therockwoi.com right now. We want to get you connected to a faith community and help you grow in your walk with God. Thank you for listening to the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, visit DrDanaCarson.org radio.
0: Hello, I'm Dr. Dana Carson, affectionately known as the kingdom voice and senior leader of the Rock World Outreach International. I would like to invite you to an extraordinary worship experience with God every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 4101 Broadway. Street in Houston, Texas. You will experience powerful praise and worship, a friendly atmosphere, ministry for the entire family, and a life-changing word that will draw you closer to God. Then on Sunday night at 6 p.m., Join us for our Signs and Wonders Miracle Service at our Edgebrook campus located at 9321 Edgebrook. If you're in need of a miracle, Or breakthrough in your life, the rock is the place to be Sundays at 6 p.m. Lastly, find me every Wednesday at 7 p.m. as we understand the Bible with Dr. Dana Carson. In this Bible study, you will discover a greater understanding of scriptures and how they apply to your life. If you're not in Houston or the Houston area, You still can connect with us online through YouTube, Facebook, or our website at TheRockWOI.com. Get ready to experience the power
1: of the kingdom. And I look forward to worshiping with you. The preceding broadcast has been brought to you by DCK and Partners, helping people to know God, make him known to others, and spread the kingdom message around the world. Find out more at drdanacarson.org DCK,